You've come to the right place. If you're a course creator looking to build more impact, income, and freedom, LMSCast is the number one podcast for course creators just like you. I'm your guide, Chris Badgett. I'm the co-founder of the most powerful tool for building, selling, and protecting engaging online courses called Lifter LMS. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to another episode of LMS Cast. My name is Chris Badgett and I'm joined today by a special guest, Chris Bentliff. He's from notreallyrocketscience.com and also notreallyflightschool.com. We're going to get into that branding later, but besides also having a uh, rocket logo, uh, Chris, <laughs> yes. is, Chris is all around an awesome guy. And the same first name. <laughs> yeah. So this is, uh, I think there's going to be a lot of energy and we're going to really kind of geek out on this one. So Chris, welcome to the show. Thanks, man. It's so good to be with you. So good to spend time with you again and and great to be with your audience. I appreciate the opportunity. One of my favorite words, like if I had to pick a word for my brand or just more my personal brand is um, one of my favorite words is integration or holistic. These are yeah. wor- these are things that make me who I am. Like I'm interested in a lot of different things. Um, but, and I like combining and mixing things together. I, I see you're kind of a big picture guy, kind of like that too, with your hand in a lot of fires and you call yourself an instigate, an instigator. What are you integrating there? Well, instigator. So, um, on my, on my business card, it says instigator. One of the things that I kind of promise my clients when I, when I get into working with them is I'm, I'm going to shake things up. I'm going to come in here and, and see things from a perspective that maybe you haven't seen before. And that's part of why I'm in the room. And sometimes it's almost like, and if that's not cool with you, we're not a very good fit. Like if you just want somebody who's going to kind of give you 16 options and let you pick the one, I'm not that dude. I'm going to come in and say, I think my guidance is we should do this. And the reason is that, and if we do it this way, I think the results we could get could be here. And I bring an energy into the work that I do with that, that says, uh, look, you brought me in because maybe it hasn't been working so great so far. And you brought me in because you're really good at what you do, but you need some help with this thing that I'm pretty good at. So let me add it. Don't, don't, don't come in uh, with ideas about how this should go. Come in with an open mind. And if you do, I promise we're going to find some exciting things to do together. So that's when I position myself as the instigator, it's so much uh, more fun and a little more elegant than, as you and I were talking about just earlier, off, offline strategist, you know, or creative. Those are things are true, but they don't necessarily get to the heart of what I hope to do for an organization, which is let's, let's move from where we've been to somewhere new. And sometimes that takes an energy or an inertia that we haven't explored before. And that's what I'm hoping to bring into it. That is awesome. And if you're passing somebody really quickly, you probably... You mentioned you say something like digital marketing strategist, but I'm looking at your website, not really rocketscience.com, where you do marketing identity, content strategy, web experience, personalized plus automation. So personalization and automation and marketing strategy. There's a lot going on there. There's a lot going on, dude. Yes. And you'll also do courses. So you you do the agency side and then you do the courses, which are over at not really flightschool.com. Yeah. But and there's this concept and part in the, the gender stereotype is just an old word, which is uh, there's a personality type within a company called a yes man. 
And I always, when I hire people, I, I really value people who aren't just yes men or yes women that like really push back. Or if I hired you as an expert, I want you to tell me where I'm wrong or my thought process is incomplete. I like working and hiring instigators. How did you decide or how did you get to that point where that's the type of person you are when you shake it up, when you come into a company? That's interesting, Chris. I mean, that gets into a person's sort of whole history and how did their career go? None of us start there. At least I didn't. Uh, For me, I've been in this business 20 years now. I I designed my first website in, I think, the year 2000. I got my domain name as a a birthday gift and I I didn't even know what to do with it. Um, but I went to some bands that I liked and I went and spent 50 bucks at Barnes and Noble and I reverse engineered their websites and brought their code into my website. And I was like, what? I just created something. It's amazing. And I can't even tell you that high. Well, I can't, you get it. So it's, it's this idea of, of kind of creating something. So then it takes for me years of experience of, of doing different things, working with different organizations, having a different focus of my business. So you mentioned earlier, kind of these five disciplines, I call them the five gears of the modern marketing engine. They're not separate. Uh, uh, dis- yeah, they're not separate disciplines for me. I loved what you said earlier about holistic. When I go into an organization, I get a lot of people to like, can you help me design, redesign my website? And I almost always take that to say, yes, but a, a poorly performing website is a symptom. It's, it's, not, it's not an illness. There's something else going on. And that means we need to look at your marketing identity, which is your audience and your story and how they click, or your content, your content strategy. Or are you not being relevant with personalized communications, maybe you're in, in your email strategies? Or are you poorly connecting your marketing and your sales, which is marketing strategy? So these five components all work together uh, for me, at, when I'm when I'm doing the work I do, they're easier to understand when you can break them up. But if you take one out, the whole thing doesn't work. If you take one one of those components out, your website, for instance, which is like your your biggest marketing asset, it's going to underperform. So for me, coming in and kind of having this confidence that I'm the instigator, I I didn't just decide that. Or and and it can be. If done poorly, it could it could be a, a sort of an arrogance. It isn't that at all. It just says. Whatever you've been doing, you've been doing for a long time. You've built the credibility, the expertise. You know, you know where you want to be because you know you've been where you don't want to be. That's me over here too. So let's put our energies together so I can bring all this stuff in. My kind of ideal customer or client is somebody who doesn't understand digital marketing, has struggled with it, or is getting poor results. Well, there's a reason for that. And I might have a perspective that could help you with that. So that's kind of the vision that I bring in with that. But it's developed over years and years of working with huge companies and small companies, of being an entrepreneur, a solopreneur, of hiring and firing, of building teams, things you, I know, relate to as well. And only when you get to a point in your career or in your experience, are you, I think, prepared to go into somewhere else and say, look, I, I, I'm, I'm very happy with what I have to offer here. I, I think I can contribute because you're not kind of scratching your head all the time. Or if you are scratching your head, you know that's an exciting time because you're going to come up with something really exciting on the other side of that rather than be afraid of it like you are, for me anyway, earlier in your career where you're like, I don't have all the answers. That's okay at this point in your career, you know? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, To unpack it more, because you're a marketing person, you really get differentiation and messaging and copywriting in these things. 
So on your website, in addition to being an instigator, it says that you're a marketing consultant for a company, or I'm sorry, you're not a marketing consultant for your company, a marketing consultant in your company. So what does that mean? Or why are you telling us this? Yeah, that for me was really fun. Uh, it was a, a little moment of, so I use not really rocket science sometimes as, um, as a like cause and effect. So I think if you keep reading on the homepage, it says something like building your modern, mo- modern marketing engine is not really rocket science. So there's kind of this, this play on words, which I think is really fun. But when I kind of cooked up this, a marketing consultant in your company, not a marketing consultant for your company. I like told my daughter who's 11. I was like, look at this. I think this is really clever. She's like, yeah, that's clever dad. And then went back to whatever she was doing. But I thought that was, for me, it just, it totally encaptured the perspective that I have, which is um, you're not outsourcing something when you work with me. At least that's not how I want to feel about it. I do my best work either supporting your marketing team, your small marketing team. And I have an agency around me. So there's other creative professionals on my team and we work together. But when I can come in and sort of get to know your organization, um, start to listen into some strategic things and offer some guidance and perspective. If you just hire me to like push buttons, I don't even, I don't, I'm not even energized by that because you can go find somebody probably much less expensive to go ahead and push those buttons. If you want somebody who knows why you're pushing the buttons and who can tell you which buttons to push instead, that's me. And so I love to position myself as sort of your companion inside your organization. And I've got this great benefit of being one foot in and one foot out. So I can see the things that aren't going so well, but if you let me in, I can also start to get to know your culture and your customers and your products so that I can start to say, well, what if we connected this to this? Or that's a great idea. What if we added these three components onto it or took these three components off to make this easier? That's when my strength can really help yours, you know, is when, when I can kind of get in there. I'm not, you know, I, I was just talking with a prospect yesterday. He, he kind of had a project in mind. I said, I'm not really a project guy. If you want somebody to come in and really start to help you assemble this or disassemble this as, it, as necessary, then I'm your guy. But I'm not just going to design something and hope it goes well for you. I'm going to design something and then we're going to see what happens and then we're going to react and we're going to, you know, relate and start to put things together. That's where that creative energy and that strategic energy meet. And that's when it gets really exciting for my customers and for my clients. Don't you think that's true too, Chris? Don't you think that kind of this idea of, of problem solving is a lot more expensive, a lot more interesting than just kind of, um, I don't know. It's the difference of, of just pounding nails and knowing where to put the nails. You know, don't you think that that's just a more interesting space to be in? I think so. And the way I like to describe that issue is that people don't really want to outsource. Like they want a partner. They, they want somebody who's really invested. And then I agree. the mark of a true professional is it's not a one hit wonder. There's going to be an iterative process. We're going to do marketing through time as opposed to a um, tactic that we're just going to drop real quick. Yes. <laughs> and we need, yes. we need to tweak the dials and test and challenge assumptions. And the biggest gains I've ever had in marketing happened by tweaking the dials. And then all of a sudden, something, a small change had a huge impact. Little hinges swing big doors, they say. And, and it's not Ooh, always I love easy that. to yes. find that right on your very first implementation. And like you said, you're not a button pusher, like a true professional is going to bring the strategy. Like do the head work first before you do the leg work. If the 
client is telling you that they want to do this tactic. Yes. I mean, <laughs> the question is like, well, hold on, let's slow down a second. Why? And yes. Yeah. So and I'm disagreeing with you. Yeah. I think you got to be outcomes focused too. So you got to be like, if somebody says, you know, we really want to do this. If you can ask why three or four or five times, so you can figure out, okay, so what you really just want to achieve is this thing. Let's work backwards from that and figure out how. Let's not get fixated on it has to be this or it has to be that. Let's, let's think about this broader thing. Those are two different skill sets to be able to see the outcome and work backwards versus, oh, you want me to build an ad on Facebook? Okay, I'll build an ad on Facebook versus you want me to build your audience? Well, let's, let's start from there and work backwards. And that's a, both valuable skills, obviously, but that's a different kind of space. And I like to work backwards from the outcome and figure out the best way to get there. That is, that is really awesome. Um, I want to share with you uh, a framework we use a lot to describe the, the course creator problems. And this is why we created this podcast, because we help course creators with technology, but they have all these other problems too. Yeah. Um, and I call it the five hats problem. And essentially what the challenge is to course creators is they have to be five different people at once or wear five different hats at once mm. or build a team that addresses these five areas, which are being an expert, being a teacher, being a community builder, being a technologist and being an entrepreneur, which under the entrepreneur hat is where the marketing comes in that where a mm. lot of your experience is. Mm. So I wanted to spend some time with a marketing expert that can help course creators out there that are perhaps, let's say, strong at teaching or really mastered some specialty. So they got the expert hat on, they got the teacher hat on. Um, let's say they've, they've even done a little bit of community building around their ideas. Maybe they have a book out and they've got a little following, but they're not really marketers. Um, where, <clears throat> I, I guess like, in your experience as a, a marketer and helping companies, small businesses grow, is there a certain area you get into where you start to find typically a lot of low hanging fruit from where a non-marketer has a business that's kind of validated and up and running, but could be so much bigger if they just yep. X, like what is yes. X? So I, I, I can, I can share a few ideas with you too. So, um, one of the best pieces of advice I can give you is to constantly scrutinize everything from the words you're using in your emails or on your website to, um, to how you're positioning your product to work from the customer backwards rather than from yourself forwards. So here's an example of what I mean by that. If your website or your marketing materials or your, your, your copy on your you know, course description starts with a lot of this course will help you do X, Y, Z or, you know, Stark Industries designs the best armor for superheroes ever. Uh, find out why. If you're saying a lot of things that are I statements or assumed I statements or you're positioning it as we've been in business for five years, we've sold 10,000 courses, whatever, you're creating a cognitive load for your audience, which means they have to figure out why that matters to them. Instead, if you can work backwards from them, which means you need to really understand their problem and their pain. Everybody's just trying to either understand a problem better or solve a problem. If you can operate in those two spaces, you're, half, you're, you're more than halfway there. But if you can work backwards from there, so that instead of using words like, this course will help you um, 
get more leads. If the language you use is crush your, crush your sales quota with, with high, high qualified leads, period. And then get into some of the advantages of your course. So you want to start with the benefit, the advantage that whatever this experience is going to be for your user, you want to promise that. And if that's like the big banner headline, because if you can figure out what that problem is that you either help, help solve or help them understand, and then you, you lay that out right away, you can always see the best brands that do that because they're, they're like, get 10 million more leads. Oh, that's exactly the problem that I have. I need 10 million more leads. Then you already have them hooked. And now you can just kind of massage the language and massage the experience so that you're getting it. But if, if, if it starts with this course is designed to help you, da, 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 then they have to start thinking, okay, but is it really for me? Is, so is this one for me? And on any website or on any digital marketing experience, we want to eliminate or shorten that path between my asking, is this for me? And my knowing, yeah, this thing is totally for me. And that happens with using smart words at the right time uh, for the right people. So I, I think like kind of my key point of advice, and I get this all the time from my clients who will shoot over some copy and it's like, you know, uh, Lifter LMS has worked hard for the last 10 years to be the best place for course creators to do this, this, this. We do this through this, this, this. That's super interesting for people who care about Lifter LMS. But if you can just flip it on its head, course creators know more than others about XYZ. And then because of that, they expect XYZ. Lifter LMS helps by, and now it's a different conversation, right? So now it's working backwards from that pain or that struggle that somebody's working with rather than forcing what you are onto them. And that's kind of one of the first things I see when I audit a website is just what kind of tone of voice do you have here? And a lot of it, I mean, maybe 90% of small and medium sized businesses start with things that are driving from me forward rather than from my customer backwards. Well, I have so much to say in response to that. Let me see. <laughs> I, can, uh, I can encapsulate it. Um, so your brand, not really rocket science, implies, at least to me when I hear that, uh, there's some key fundamentals. We just got to work the fundamentals and be strategic, which I, the older and the further I get in business and entrepreneurship, it's all about in sales and marketing. I just go back to the fundamentals. People yeah. buy from who they know, like, and trust. You have to talk to them. You have to be relevant. But just basic one-on-one stuff, just keep doing that. and. Um, what I wanted to do for the course creation audience out there that may not have a background in marketing and sales is if you could do a, just a short little uh, explanation of the buyer's journey or whatever you call that. Mm. And then I noticed on your website, you made the comment that today's buyer is 70% through the journey by the time they contact you. So um, that just like, let's talk about the buyer's journey and like some frameworks that people can use to understand that or understand how to communicate with them differently, depending upon where they are on the path. Good. Can you, can you take us to school? Absolutely. So, um, when I say that today's buyer, you know, that can be true in B2B. There's different, that's maybe closer to 59% and B2C. It's going to be maybe closer to 72%. But what it means is people aren't just sort of, randomly interested and curious about something, they're studying things all the time. And if, if you have the most sort of vague 
concept of interest in something, the first thing you do is you fire up Google or you read some reviews on Amazon. So by the time they get to wherever, they already have some perspective. It's either deeply informed or it's not deeply informed, but they have some perspective. That's a function of marketing. So if you're, in, if you're a leader in an organization, I see a lot of, of imbalance between sales and marketing. We can have a huge sales force and a very small marketing team. And that imbalance means that the sales team is responsible for a ton of unrealistic um, uh, expectations in trying to connect, not just with the, I'm ready to buy, but with the, I don't even know what I'm trying to figure out. A small, a small rabbit, rabbit hole question here. Um, just so people really understand the difference between marketing and sales, is marketing like generating the leads and sales is closing the leads? Or how do you describe the difference? I wouldn't even get that sort of um, practical with it. I would say sales are experts in the product. Marketing are experts in the people or in the pain, right? I love it. Yeah. So, and a great, and by the way, that distinction is increasingly blurred and a great sales pro today understands modern marketing and a great marketer understands modern sales. So you don't, this day and age back in in the old school where we got to sort of hand them off, that's not how it works anymore. So we have to know what each other are doing. But I like to think of the marketers need to understand the pain and the people really well. And, and the salespeople should definitely have that perspective, but should really, I mean, just be genius with, with the product. So what, what functional role they carry after that isn't even that interesting. I don't care who closes this deal and I don't care who generates the lead, but let's just make sure that that insight is balanced between understanding our people and what's driving them and understanding our products and what's, how that solves uh, for that's, that. That's awesome. And you were, you were at like, what if they're sales heavy and it's an unrealistic, unrealistic expectation on the sales team? Yeah. So when we think about the buyer's journey, we just have to think about, again, let's work backwards. Let's not work forwards from us in thinking, uh, well, more salespeople is going to equal more sales. It could be that more marketing is going to help us better understand our potential audience, which is going to lead to a healthier funnel, which can drive more sales. So we have to think about that a little bit. I like to think of the, the sort of modern marketing funnel Differently, we've all seen the sort of awareness and decision and, and maybe all that kind of stuff. But I think about it in context, again, of what is our audience uh, experiencing? So I have this funnel that I've developed called the care funnel. It's actually my framework for content strategy. And if you think about your customers in this way, I promise it's going to help you to meet them where they are. At the top of this, in the C's, this is an acronym, CARE, is their clueless but curious customer. They don't really have a strong sense of things, but they're on the hunt for something. And so they're going to hit your blog posts or your YouTube videos or your podcast. The important thing to them is that they are anonymous to you. They just want to peruse your stuff. And they might do that for the rest of their lives, but they want to be on this outside layer. A layer down is your attentive. And those are people that are willing to become your first customer by trading you an email address. That's the currency of that transaction is I'm going to give you my email address in exchange for a PDF or a small how-to guide or a white paper or a video that you're going to teach me something for free or whatever. It's, it's, it's not a, I didn't trade you dollars yet, but I gave you something really valuable, which is my email address. And then down in, in the R's, that's responsive or ready. These are people willing to trade you something even more valuable, which is their time. So they're ready to come on to a, a webinar or to schedule 30 minutes for a consultation. 
they're ready to spend some face time with you, 45 minutes, 60 minutes to really understand. And by now their problem has gotten specific and they feel like I have a specific problem because you, Chris, have taught it to me. Thank you through your blog posts and maybe through the downloads or being on your email lists. And now I've been getting your regular emails. That's the value of that email address, right? Is we get to continue to market to them and tell our story. And now I'm ready for some FaceTime to really dive into this together because I think you might specifically be able to help me solve my problem. Then at the end, the E, those are engaged. Now those people gave you real live money. Awesome. They're a customer. You take their experience in the form of a testimonial or a case study or a, a, a review and you bring it to the top and you write a blog post about it or create a case study or the Google reviews. And now the clueless but curious people who might be dabbling around see those reviews and the funnel starts over. I like to think of the modern sort of marketing and sales funnel in context of that, meaning, so how do we hit that person where they are? Some people need to be nurtured all the way from the C's down to the East. Some people come right in ready for a webinar or some people are like, look, I got, I, I read your thing. I think you're made. I heard you on the podcast. I'm ready to give you money. You know, some people come in wherever, but we have to have the right strategies at each component there at each part of that funnel so that we don't miss anybody. We don't leave anybody out. And I see a lot of, uh, of small and medium businesses or course creators are really heavy in one place and really light in another. And not every business needs this like flourishing, you know, blogosphere and not every business needs a YouTube channel, but we have to have something available for those people that aren't ready to commit anything more than their own sort of private, you know, research and then something available for those ready for a little bit more and ready for a little bit more. Otherwise we're missing an opportunity to nurture somebody and to meet somebody where they are. So that's another, I guess, piece of advice is be thinking with diversity about what you're offering your potential customers because they're coming in at different phases of understanding and different levels of awareness. And we have to be able to respond to those things. That is awesome. So press pause, rewind and listen to that again. That was a, <laughs> a masterclass on the, on the buyer's journey and, and addressing those different levels. I want to talk to you about something that you mentioned. You have it on your website where you have a um, consultation call. Yes. Yep. So, and, and just to affirm what you were saying, like, that's getting really close to like they're ready to invest and come out of hiding and talk to you and money yep. might come up and those whatever. are your best, your best sales qualified leads for sure. Yep. Things are happening. Whereas like, I, I just want to say like, I've heard from people like, Oh, Chris, I've followed you for like three years and I'm just now like finally hearing from them about something like this happens. This is real. Um, so I love that. And, and you do have to have, there's just this whole like anonymous people researching thing that a lot of people don't focus on. Yeah. And they think about the Ascension model where everybody's going to come in in this order. I've had people come in hot and heavy just to buy the most expensive thing. They've never subscribed yeah. to anything. Just boom. They're Which is <laughs> awesome, right? That's like high five. What just happened? Yeah, that's great. So be open to that and don't force people to go through this giant journey. I mean, they can, they can pick up on the path where, where, where it makes sense to them. Now, yeah. I want to get to a really specific question, which was on my notes before that I wanted to ask you about. Awesome. You, I'm ready. You yourself are an expert. You, have, you offer services. You have courses. Um, and I know, and when you have the free call, I'm not sure if it's free or paid, but you have a call on, your, on mm -hmm. your site. I'm a big believer in, um, doing, uh, conversational marketing and consultative selling. Like you said, I know the product really well. So I just answer questions and ask questions to make sure that the features are there they need or whatever. Um, 
that's, that's my approach. And I'm not scared of doing live calls. I do tons of live calls. My team does live calls. I do group calls every week. And by talking to real prospects and customers, I'm infinitely more in tune with what's working in their world, what's not, what their problems are and all this. Mm-hmm. It's just, I'm a fan. I, when I, I would put my own, my cell phone number on my website. I know that's really extreme, but if I was launching a new course or a new membership or something, I would make it very easy for people to talk to me, whether that's a Calendly link or whatever, because it's just such an important part of sales. And so I'm a big fan of not automating too much. I'm a massive automator. Like I have serious automation going on. Me too. But I don't live in this reality where everything's automated, um, which I think people mistakenly think like, oh, I need to just automate everything and never talk to anybody or whatever. But Going back, I want to really zero in like a laser on the call. So when you someone does get on a call with you, wherever they're at on the journey, what is what's happening on that call? What are you doing? What's the framework, or what do you do? Well, f- first of all, let me back up a step because you dropped something on me. I don't know, two or three weeks ago that I have like immediately <laughs> absorbed, which was I think in a blog post of yours. You put at the end, "Here's what I'd like you to do next," and I thought that was so great. You just had this comment. Here's what I'd like you to do next. And then you invited action instead of it being a passive thing. I immediately put that into my email campaign. So when you subscribe to my, my newsletter on my website, there's something on the bottom that says, here's what I'd like you to do next. And one of those things uh, is just a big fat question. What are you struggling with most that I could help with? Whether you're a customer or not, if you're a subscriber. uh, um, So even in your automations, Chris, uh, when I'm an automation nerd, uh, I love to just ask that question and invite the reply. What, what's going on with you? Because the more feedback you get from that, the better it's going to help you shape your product design, your messaging, your delivery. It's going to bring issues to the surface you didn't even realize. So constantly be in a, in a place of conversation with your prospects and customers. That's how you build trust. You become this sort of trusted advisor just by listening and then offering your consult where it, or where it fits, or you'll discover I'm not the right fit for this person's question, and there we're better. We're both better off for that too. So nobody's going to kind of waste their time and energy. But okay, to your hold question, on, hold on, all right, back up. <laughs> uh, just a small rabbit hole. I like to give credit where credit is due. Here's what I'd like you to do next: is a framework I learned about eight years ago from a copywriter named John Carlton, and I use it in every single blog post, email slide deck I ever ever create it's, it's a, great it's a three part three steps and this is from John Carlton and he probably stole it from somebody else that's what copywriters do but uh, it's like just tell them what you've got that's step one step two is tell them what it'll do for them and then tell them what you'd like them to do next so it's a three act kind of thing so so basically that's like content benefit call to action but Press pause, <laughs> rewind, go back and listen to that, everybody. Take some notes. That's so good, Chris. That's so good. So if, going back to the call, like what's going on? Like so, if, you, if your call to action is here's what I'd like you to do next, jump on a call with me and let's see if we're a good fit for each other. Whatever you do, what happens on that call? So what, what happens immediately is an automation uh, where <laughs> a type form, a form goes out that asks them basically, you know, what, what are you struggling with? and it's a really easy form. It takes a few minutes. And in fact, I get a lot of comments from my prospects about how delightful it is and how much it just helps them briefly, but accurately shape their own perspective on this. 
and it's also logic driven. So if you tell me you're interested in apples and bananas, but not kiwis and pears, you don't get any questions about kiwis and pears. You just get some questions. And all it does is help me understand your baseline. You know, like if you say uh, email marketing is interesting to you and I say, great, what, what service provider are you using? And you say, I'm using, I'm not using any. Good. Now I know a little bit more about what's going on with you. And it helps me get a little bit of an understanding of what your issues are so that I don't have to spend 15 minutes of your time in this call just trying to get to know you. That's why I kind of built that was so that as soon as we get into this call, we can easily, you know, jump right into, okay, so I see this and I see this and I see this. And then I'm in a state of listening. I just want to understand. I want to hear you. I want to, and, and, you know, always I kind of have gears turning where I'm trying to understand how I could contribute, how I could help. In some ways, there's a pre-qualification thing going on because they might be coming in thinking, maybe this is a super short, brief project. And I'm like, well, no, it isn't. And here's why. Uh, but the outcome of that call is almost always, I don't think this is a good fit. I'm sorry. I don't think I can help, but here's some ideas. Or I think the best way I can help you is with some of my courses. Uh, here's how, A, B, and C. And I really built the courses for those who honestly couldn't either afford the time or the the financial aspects of engaging my agency model. Uh, but ideally, and that's why they're my, my highest kind of sales qualified, the people who mostly tap into that, 99% of them, are people who need help in the ways that I can deliver with uh, with the things that I talked about with the modern marketing engine. So then it's, uh, I feel like there's a fit here. I'd like to talk about this, this, this. How does that sound to you? Oh, that sounds exactly like what I'm going through. Cool. Maybe what I think we can do next is let me put a proposal together. Where I'm going to sketch that out for you. I'm going to share that within a couple of days and let's realign and, and you'll have a better sense for what I think this is going to take. And that usually leads to what I call a road mapping session which is a uh, low investment they, uh, um, examination of your real issues. We really dive deep. It's a couple hours long. And uh, I'll give them kind of a, a, a deeper analysis after that that they can either take and run with, with their existing agency or the people they have on board or their team or their staff, or more likely, they'll say, this is great, Chris. Can you help us? Well, yes, I can. And here's how. So it's it's designed to be kind of a comprehensive, let's talk about you in a structured way. I, I like to call it guided discovery. And then let's really dive in deep and understand some things together so that I can give you a specific, I like to think of it as uh, I said to, to a client the other day, uh, I challenged our sales team. I said, do you want to be doctors or do you want to be pharmacists? Meaning, do you want to help diagnose and then prescribe or do you just want to hand out the thing to do? I think we want to be doctors and pharmacists. Uh, or doc doctors and then pharmacists. So for me, it gets into how can I help you diagnose? And then great, we understand the problem together. Here's a prescription. Let's rebuild this. Let's design that. Let's consider this. Let's bring this tool in, whatever it is. That is awesome. And how long is, are your calls? The, 30 minutes. 30 the, minutes. The, yeah, the consultation, the kind of let's talk about it together. That's uh, That's limited to 30 minutes. And by the end of that, we should have some perspective together. That's beautiful. And I love the idea of like doing a, a survey or questionnaire so that you don't waste any time and you jump in with a baseline of like, okay, I know where this person, I have some, some data to work with on where they're at or what their goals are. And it pre-qualifies a little bit. Cause if you go yeah. through that form and you're like, I don't, I didn't really even understand or like the questions that you asked. That's cool. Then this isn't probably the right situation for us to start from. And let's go do other things together that 
or separately that, you know, will be better for us. And, and again, I don't find a lot of that, but that's part of its, its function is to help us stay focused on, on the results together. Yeah. And if you're scared about putting your phone number or a meeting scheduling link on your site, um, you can always just keep tightening up the qualifying stuff. Like, yeah. And then you can, you can, it can always, it's never as bad as people think of like when somebody literally like goes to the effort to schedule a call with you, pick yeah. the time out of their day and invest the time. Like that's a big commitment. That's a good lead. That's a qualified lead. And if yeah. you've done your job well on your website, describing what you're all about and what you offer, it's going to be a good lead. So I agree. I agree. I wanted to ask you, one of our five hats is just the ex being an expert. Um, you have your expertise and, and you've developed services and courses. I'm a big fan of the barbell strategy where you take care of the high end and the low end. Like if somebody, like if you're on the call, like you said, and they're not qualified for your service offer, they don't have the budget or whatever, you still want to help them. That's only human nature. Uh, Do-it-yourself training courses is a great, for that cost money is a great place to send those leads. Instead of just being like, bye, sorry, I, I, you can't afford me. It's like, Huge. We, have this, we have this option. And maybe one day after they go through that, maybe they'll come back later and hire you for your services. Yeah. Tell us about your journey there with expert services, service mm-hmm. plus training. I like that model. The advantages to having um, sort of a complementary suite are many. And so part of it is, you know, yes, for those who don't qualify, uh, and this wouldn't make sense for your business for us to really engage together here, I'm going to teach you some of the same things that somebody's going to pay me to come in and, and really become that in the company consultant. I'm going to teach you some of the same things I do so that you can put them to work yourself. There's huge power in that. But additionally, uh, for some of my agency uh, clients who have marketing teams, it'll be a value add for them. So I, it won't just be, um, I'm going to come in and work with your team, but I'm going to come in and work with your team. And here's a whole suite of, of learnings for them, even after I leave. And it's a, negoti- a price we can negotiate, or even I'll just throw it into the engagement. Often I'll do that because it makes sense. It's a shortcut for me. I have a lot of clients where they've already have a digital somebody or a web somebody or a marketing somebody, but that person is maybe not comfortable with this discipline or that. Great. Here's a course. Go take it. Let's talk in a week and see where you are in that rather than uh, feeling like there's this added pressure of having to look over my shoulder or quickly absorb everything that I say in a meeting or, or whatever. Just take this course. So there's if you can be multidisciplined, um, and that's not right for everybody. Some people are great products and some people are great services. Um, I'm experienced with services and products are something that I've worked really hard through 2018 to build up exactly for this in response to the questions and the problems that my clients and customers get, the things that I go and teach uh, to sales and marketing teams or to in organizations. I mean, it's all grounded in the real world. But If you're at all like that, if you've got kind of a services component that you're confident in, if you can kind of start to distill or break that down into separate courses that are manageable and learnable, you have a great complement. I like that barbell metaphor where you can can supplant or or complement one with the other real easily. And the, the final thing it does for me is just it's a lot of credibility. It says to anybody who might be really, you know, genuinely interested in me, this guy isn't just making this stuff up. He's clearly 
putting time and thought into this. He clearly has some perspective and expertise in these issues. And that's what I'm looking for. So it's, it's helpful to me when I can speak to a, a high caliber prospect and be like, you know, in addition, here's, I think I'm up to seven courses or six courses that I built uh, to, to help demonstrate uh, some of the things that I'll be doing to help your business grow. That just helps me have a stronger, more compelling story to tell. I always try to challenge assumptions, not for the sake of challenging assumptions. It's just that some of some conventional wisdom is just frankly wrong. <laughs> and uh, one of the things out there is those who, who do, who can't do teach, but what you're saying and, and what I see other people pull off successfully is like, well, that's not true. I actually do both. I do and I teach. So there you go. Um, yes. <laughs> you can do both. Um, well, you made it to the lightning round. So I'm ready. We're running out of time and I have more on my list that I wanted to ask you. And let's I'm have gonna, another, let's have another one, dude. We'll do another, we'll do another, uh, we'll do another interview soon. So I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions. I'm going to be putting on the different course creator hats. And uh, so some of them are going to be tech questions, business, business questions, whatever. And you have to answer it in less than two sentences. Oh, jeez, uh, High pressure. Okay. So what is the most useful tool or one of your favorite tools in your home office? Uh, uh, well, I guess my most productive is my iMac pro, which is kind of my daily driver, my, my big machine, uh, that I use every day, but I love my iPad too. I do a lot of writing on my iPad and stuff like that. What kind of microphone are you using? This is a Rode. I think it's NS 10. Is that what it is? How much money did you spend on it? 140 bucks or something like 80 bucks, something like that. What kind of video are we on right now? Is this through the laptop or is this a special camera? Yeah, this is just the MacBook. There's nothing special about this right now. Awesome. By the way, it's the 2015 MacBook, the last good MacBook that Apple made. And I'm going to, it's a dinosaur now and I'm going to beat it down into the ground because I'm apprehensive about buying a new one. Um, we, what, uh, we didn't talk about your email mini course. Yeah. Really, how does that fit into your... It's a great way to just like get to know your marketing. So uh, the promise there is it's marketing that makes money, which is basically like it's a five day email course or actually it's a seven lesson email course and it's automated. So if you finish one and you do a worksheet, so it's not just passive. It's like, all right, dive in here and now let's dig in a little bit to your own personal stuff. And as soon as you do the worksheet, you get the next one or don't do the worksheet, no problem. And the next day you'll get the next lesson. And it's really kind of like my top level, do these things or stop doing these things to help your marketing grow right now. You know, put them into play right now. And they're meant to be kind of actionable and practical. Some of them are a little more conceptual and philosophical, but most of them are meant to be, here's something that I see all the time, take a break. I think day four or five is one of my favorites. It's uh, the subject is, does your website suck? Let's look. And I walk you through here's what, here's some things you should be seeing or doing on your website. You know, that's awesome. Is there a call to action at the, in the last email lesson? Of course, my friend, of <laughs> course there is. And in fact, it knows uh, because you tell me your role when you start the website, if you're an executive, I'm going to uh, want to talk to you about the agency stuff. If you're a consultant or a freelancer, I'm going to help you understand how the courses can help you work. So yes. That is awesome. Well, Chris, thank you so much for coming on the show his agency is at notreallyrocketscience.com. Uh, and then the courses are at notreallyflightschool.com. I love the brand. Before you go, can you just tell us how you ended up with this very memorable 
good branding? It's one of the, uh, you and I were in Cabo together and Chris Lemma was there and he even said it during a, a all time group. I, because I hear it all the time. It's one of the best decisions I made was this company uh, name. I think marketing, digital marketing, and especially digital marketers are very proud of how clever we are. And we use these complex words like techno babble, yeah. you know, yeah. and, and influencer and inbound marketing. And that's really complicated to a lot of people who aren't breathing and drinking, you know, the, the marketing Kool-Aid all the time. So not really rocket science was kind of my promise. Like this isn't that complicated. If we just break it down into some manageable things, I'll take care of the complicated stuff. But conceptually, I just want you to know some of the things that we need to do. So that's where the name of the company came from. Um, uh, not really rocket science, but it comes up all the time in client meetings or whatever. Somebody would be talking about something and be like, look, this is not really rocket science, but and then they'll all stop and look at me and it's like, high five on the branding, everybody. So uh, it's, a, it's a name I'm, I'm fond of and I enjoy a lot and, and uh, I love what I do and that's kind of represents it a little bit. Awesome. Well, besides your two websites, is there anywhere else people can find you? I'm on Twitter at Chris Bintliff. I'll spell my last name, B-I-N-T-L-I-F-F. And, uh, but just go to the website, go to not really rocket science and, uh, you can find my YouTube link. You can find my Twitter, my Instagram, all that stuff. And, uh, and, and links to the courses. So not really rocket science will take care of it. If you just land there and jump into that free course, it's a great way to just like start improving your marketing right now, you know, for free in a super, super cool course. That's a fun way to get started. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks, Chris. I enjoyed it. Uh, again, let's do it anytime. I'm, I'm in. It's, uh, it's great to connect with you again. And that's a wrap for this episode of LMS Cast. I'm your guide, Chris Badgett. I hope you enjoyed the show. This show was brought to you by Lifter LMS, the number one tool for creating, selling, and protecting engaging online courses to help you get more revenue, freedom, and impact in your life. Head on over to lifterlms.com and get the best gear for your course creator journey. Let's build the most engaging results getting courses on the internet. Mm -hmm.